0: Good evening. Welcome to episode five of the England Ringwood Rugby Club podcast. I'm Duncan Johnson, girls' chair at the Rugby Club, and we're in the middle of the Six Nations, Women's Six Nations. I'm pleased to be hosting this girls' and women's rugby special. We have three people joining us who are a big part of the England Ringwood's uh, girls' and women's section. So I'd like them to, to introduce themselves. Let's start with you, Alicia Moore. But before you start, Alicia, explain the Stumpy thing because someone said to me that was your first name. You were not actually call Alicia. So explain the Stumpy thing and then go on to your, your Elegant Lamingwood
1: journey. Yeah, so I'm called Stumpy because I always used to play the boys and no one can remember my name. So someone shouted, call her Stumpy because she's short and ever since it's stuck, and um, I go back home and no one knows my real name and I just get, hi Stumpy, how are you, from people that I've never met before. But I'm Alicia, I'm a scrum half and I'm 18.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, when when did you join Stumpy. I
1: joined with my brother when I was five. The um, uh, coach Colin he took me and my brother along, and ever since we've been there.
0: Great stuff, uh, George. When did you join Angmeringwood, and what do you do now with the club?
2: Uh, I started playing in I don't know why I said in when I was fifteen. <laughs> um, so like twelve years ago now, which is scary um i left sort of briefly when i went to uni uh in exeter played down there and then um came back after then and i currently captain the woman's side and somehow play fly half <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: great and dave you're slightly different because you're, you're, you're a parent and a coach so can you go through your sort of rugby journey and what you do in the girls section
3: yeah um yeah i probably started playing rugby when i was about 10 years old for bournemouth um gone through school playing rugby then I played a few senior games for New Milton um, then as I got older I had kids and took them along to Oak Medians where I got snatched up as a coach <laughs> funnily <laughs> enough um, and then uh, seven years later I'm still coaching but I'm now with the under 15s at Ellingham and Ringwood who I've been I've been there about four years now I think since under 11s wasn't it?
2: Yeah
0: I think, I think you came down when you started the under 11 girls which will hopefully will come we'll come back to in a bit actually because there's some age group changes going on to be great great to talk about so um i think obviously you're, you play at the elite at the elite level now lisa, which is fantastic but if you look through the role of honor in the England with girls section it is pretty impressive a number of internationals a number of premiership players players who played in england development or under 20s which, which which has been amazing you know why do we think that is let's start with you lisa why do you think I think was a bit of a sort of. Is there a secret recipe? To be honest, we're a small club in the New Forest, relatively compared to the big clubs, but we seem to be churning out elite players. What? Why is that, Lisa? What? Why do you think we do so well?
1: Um, I think to do two things. Partly the environment. You know, you go there, it feels like one big family. Doesn't feel like it's like an intense rugby club the whole time. And as partly the the coaches, the standards there. Great. The coaches care about players, it's not about just winning, about losing, about enjoyment, about everybody feeling like they can, you know, take on rugby at any level, and that it's something that should be enjoyed by everyone.
0: I mean, that's a really good point, actually, Lisa. So, Georgia, one thing we said there was it's about the environment. Do you think that really contributes? Because you know, do you, you know, for some girls it does. I think some girls will be turned away by that win at all cost attitude. What are your thoughts on on that?
2: I think Ellingham just have a really good balance of like wanting to play well, but with like the support around you is like second to none. And we've got, what I really like at Ellingham is that I can rock up at the club and be playing a game and the boys, like the men's team will be there watching and like you'll go to the pub after and it'll be like the women's team and the boys team. I just think that that's really important that like the girls feel values and it's not like, oh, she's like good for a girl. It's like, oh, she's a good rugby player rather than like any, anything like that. And I think that makes the girls like in younger age groups, like look up to it and be like, yeah, I can be a good rugby player, not just like a good woman's rugby player something.
0: <laughs> I mean, Dave, you and I have coached for the last few years. I've also played, played together. And we've seen the good side of girls rugby and the bad side. What do you like to see in a, you know, if you, you know, in those sort of attitudes that's obviously you know, that we're all cost attitude we've seen with some clubs and it's
3: it's not great babe is it no um i i feel quite sad when you if you go to a rugby festival or play play a game against another team and the the girls or or boys whoever, whoever it be they look sad or they look you know there's no smiling or they look frightened that they're going to do something wrong i think that's that's terrible i mean like, like I think Alicia touched on it. Some we're very player centered, and everything revolves around the players and how they are and their development. It's not to do with winning, you know. Just, just got to be a, a good environment to be in, happy environment.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Dave, I think I you and I. But I think if my my philosophy is, is if a, if a child, could tell, I'm only coaching, I'm coaching the minis and the girls. If you have fun, then you'll come back. If you come back you'll improve and that's a real I know it's a bit simple that's any sport to be honest that's not obviously rugby you know it gets harder occasionally for, you know because some children don't like it but I think you know with you Dave, we've been away to some matches in the, the opposition and I remember coming home once we earlier in Bella and Bella said to me why aren't those girls laughing Dad? they look so you know like they're not enjoying it and it was a real you know for a child to notice it we saw it but, but it was really it was really it was really interesting
2: when people talk about, like, player, player attention and stuff, and, like, we've spoken before about, like, the dropout of girls when they hit, like, sort of 16 and they're going to exams, of course they're going to drop out if that environment's not fun. And, like, for me, like, it's different for Stumpy, obviously, because she's playing at the elite level. But, like, for me, 60% of why I go to training is to see my mates and to hang out with my mates. So I just yeah. think that's so important that that environment is, like maintained
0: yeah I mean I completely agree um, but also what also surprises me and, and obviously we benefit as a club sometimes because some clubs still don't have girls and women's sections which I don't quite understand Alicia why do you why do you think there are still clubs who don't have girls and women's sections uh, I
1: think it's partly to do with the schools when I was there rugby wasn't massive we had to like ask the rugby and our third, fourth year and um, you know there's the normal netball hockey, but not everyone likes that. Like, I certainly didn't. And if you're not sort of bought up with it, I guess you don't know about it, you don't want to continue playing. And if you're not then learning about it at school, you don't want to like continue to get into it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's I saw wimbledon have started a girls' session, which is brilliant. You know, obviously, we benefit benefited from a few Wimbledon players coming to us in the past. Dave, you've been involved. You're involved like me. I think I have a small, smaller girls and women's section. Would you not see more rugby clubs embracing the whole, you know, girls and women's rugby?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's difficult. I understand some areas if if they're only getting two or three girls turn up, and you you know, it's it's difficult to get it going. I mean, this is where the all schools things come in. You know, you're getting in the schools and. Um, like Alicia said, there's some schools don't even play rugby for the boys, let alone the girls. So, it's it's a difficult one. I think it has to. I think the schools have to take a bit more responsibility, to try and push it on. But so, yeah,
0: Georgia, you've mentioned that how inclusive Ellingham and England is, where you it doesn't matter. You're just a good rugby player or a bad rugby player. I suppose it doesn't. Matter, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, have you played away games when that isn't the case? Have you turned up and you're like, oh, you're the women, you're down on the bottom pitch or anything anything like that?
2: Yeah, and like, it's more so when I was younger and like playing a bit of age group rugby, but like the, the boys would go and play and they'd get like, I just remember, maybe that's me just being food focused, but the boys would get like a really good dinner, like, <laughs> like, a, like a home-cooked meal someone's mum would turn up and we'd get like, some either like leftovers from there or like just a dodgy like some richmond sausages with some <laughs> rubbish chips and ketchup and that would be it and like they'd be all, all a bit cold and then we'd be in this horrible change room you'd have to wait for like the say we we're under 18 girls you have to wait for the under nine boys to get out and it would be like really mucky and everything you're nodding you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like
3: heard it heard it Definitely. and
2: i think like at ellingham if if We'll play on the first team pitch, the so one right in front of the clubhouse. And then all the like men that are playing in the next game game, they'll stand out and they'll watch. And like they have to wait for us to get out of the change room. Just like if the matches were the other way around, it would be the other way around. Like I just think that if you make small decisions like that as a club and like lead the way with the just treat people equally, it just sets a standard. And then you feel more welcome and more valued rather than having to like trudge two miles to a pitch that's i played a match once there was a pond in the middle of the pitch and ducks in it and like the men like on on like a really quality pitch with really nice fresh grass and like and then they weren't great like the men that were playing on them but like because we were the girls just had to like march 500 miles
0: (laughs) (laughs) elisa do you now you play at buster Hartley? do you see you do you not see that at all now are the women treated
1: with the same respect as the men? Um, yeah, they are. With training, pitches, everything, like the standards are the same, but the only thing that's different is the TV. Like, um, it's, it's better this year for us. Our games are live-streamed on YouTube, but it's still not on TV. Like, you don't get, obviously, as many views and that's seen with Six Nations at the moment with it being, with I'll get on a couple of weeks ago, like, <laughs> having to watch Typically, the Six Nations game when I play it, it's just, it's not good enough
0: at all. No, and I think I think we'll I think we'll come back to that. I think the flog it thing was yeah. I think there's like three thousand signatures now to get it onto, onto, if not more. I think it was a few days ago. So it was
2: a rerun as well. Did you know it's been <laughs> yeah. showed on the BBC before? Uh,
3: seven, seven years old apparently.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> it is it's, it's not. It's not great. Um, one thing that always intrigues me when you're an elite player like you, Holly, is what does your week look like? What What does game week look like? Because you Know, I'm sure it's not the old days of when it was. I remember watching an old Lions video, Jason Leonard was still working, he was going to train straight from the building site. I'm sure it's not like that now. What does a normal game week look like for you?
1: So, we'd gym on a Monday morning with like a breakdown session, skills session afterwards. Tuesday would be one of the main sessions of the week, so you'd Have your like the units first. So for me, it's back's units, then followed by a gym session, and then you go out and do the main hour session with the whole squad. Wednesday morning again would be some skills, and then Thursday repeat of Tuesday. um, Through to Saturday, which which is game day. Wow!
0: I mean, and 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 you're studying around that, are you as well? You studying?
1: Yeah, yeah. You fit that in around what you do training wise.
0: Wow. I mean, how, obviously, you know, there's some professional women now, which is amazing. It's amazing to see some women. But how, but obviously, I assume it's not professional at your level. Are you still, Is it self-funded? Do you have to get help from, you know, from whoever in the university? How, how's it all paid for?
1: Um, so you do get paid for each game you play, but a lot of uh, players seek sponsorship. So loads of players in the team all across the Prem have sponsors, and that really helps a lot of players. Just a couple I know have like farm sponsors, so they'll supply all their meat for the week, which is, I think, is a great idea. A George,
0: George is right up for that. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm actually I could vegetarian, do so maybe, wow.
1: <laughs> maybe that's, that's so not reasonable. my
2: one. You should do use this podcast as a public forum to uh, attract a sponsor.
1: Yeah, I will.
0: <laughs> Everybody yeah. sign up. Yeah, definitely, definitely, oh, definitely, definitely. Email in if you want to sponsor sponsor stuff. She's really good. I've watched her. The sponsor stumpy campaign that's what we yeah. get, get, get trending so um so talking about um being at elite level and you mentioned this the, the, the women's six nations um dave and i are in a predictions league right okay with the faff boys and it's not going particularly well for me so i'm now going to ask alicia and Georgia to give me their predictions for this weekend all right okay alicia you should nail this and i'm going to be writing them down because i am literally almost i'm above 40 but that's not saying much. He doesn't do it some week, I think. So, can but, we
3: just uh, mention that I am joint second at the moment? Yeah, don't tell
0: Dave. Dave can't listen.
2: Can't <laughs> How many? You two, three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think it's seventeen of us. I think in it, which is which is great. Charlotte Benson's up there. I think. She, I think she's top she or, top she's top three or four. So, um, so the games this coming weekend will go in reverse order. So, the fifth and sixth place playoff is Scotland versus Wales. Uh, Lisa, who do you think is gonna win out of Scotland and Wales? And by how many? I'm
1: gonna say Scotland by 15 points.
0: I'll write that down, Dave. Write that down. That's a good
1: one. <laughs>
0: Georgia, what do you think?
2: Aren't there El Dellingham girls playing for both of those teams? I think. There are, I think.
0: Yeah. Donna Rose. I Donna think. Rose
2: and Lisa Coburn, yeah. maybe. Um Wales got hit by a few injuries, didn't they? Like the last week or something. I don't know. I think Scotland might win.
0: Okay, so you go Scotland or by by ten or by similar.
2: Oh, oh, I think by a bit more, maybe like twenty. Okay, there you
0: oh, go. Sorry,
2: so... Wales. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so let's we'll go we'll, we'll go the other way. So, today. I'm not going to ask you because I can't give away your tips for the weekend. No. Um, <laughs> so it's Italy, Ireland is the third and fourth place playoff. So we'll start with you, George, this time. Italy or Ireland to win, and by how many?
2: Oh God, I don't really know much about um about them, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna say Ireland by ten. Oh,
1: there
0: you go, Alicia, You you, you obviously know a lot more about them, I'm guessing than than nothing. So what do you what do you think?
1: I'm gonna go with Ireland as well by twenty two. Oh, there, there you
0: go. All right. So so the big one then, England France. Okay, which I think as we've all seen is probably the two by far strongest strongest teams. So, Alicia, who do you think is going to win out of England, and France?
1: Obviously, England.
0: <laughs> by how many?
1: I think it could be a close game. It'll be definitely a good game to watch. Um,
0: Twelve points. Excellent, Georgia.
2: Obviously, England <laughs> will win, but I don't. I think it'll be a bit closer. Maybe like by like like there'll be a try in it maybe i don't know yeah,
0: but, but england by seven let's, let's, yeah let's go with that well, that's brilliant because i've written them all down because that's, that's giving me my <laughs> my prediction that because uh I'm, I'm literally bottom so um okay so so just talk about the england england fans game that we finish off with and the fact that it's on tv is amazing why let's go to you dave why haven't the tv channels i'm not like, just talking about bbc The Channel 5 have the Premiership highlights for the men. Why hasn't a TV channel grabbed the opportunity to to put live women's rugby on every Saturday afternoon or whatever, or only on iPlayer?
3: Um, I don't know. I could only guess they just don't think the viewership's there. I mean, they've done a really good job on, I think it was, the Women's Football World Cup. Mm. I think that was most of those games were televised, and that was really good. But um, I don't know. It's, It's sort of... Whenever because we're in and around the rugby all the time, it seems to us, and we can see the growth of women's and girls' rugby every year, it gets momentum. It, I think we've probably, I don't know the statistics, but we've probably got
2: a bigger uptake
3: than the boys at the moment. I don't know,
0: it's one to- of the fastest growing sports in the country. Women's rugby or women's and girls' rugby is one of the fastest. We've had
2: so many girls start this year that have never played before, in, and even with like COVID, they've turned uh-huh. up to like the sessions in the summer, and then we've had three more and we've had two training sessions like this year already
3: so i I can only guess that they just they've just missed the mark they just not not caught up to speed on what's actually going on out there i'll take it
0: yeah because it is um yeah it does always it does always surprise me really um so let's move back to the girls section a little bit so i guess when you were coming through the girls sections it was a under 13 girls, under 15 girls, under 18 girls, I assume. George and Alicia, was that roughly the age groups you came through? we might have been under 11s as well. Yeah, I think under 11s has been flowing around a while. Well, there's, I don't
1: think
2: we had under 11s.
0: It's only been recent in the last few years, yeah. I think. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, linking to that, then there's talk of moving it. So, it'll be under 12s, under 14s, under 16s, under 18s. So, going to two year age groups. I suppose the first question is, and you mentioned under eleven girls there. So I'll ask Dave this: What do you think, Dave, is the value of that initial under 11s age group at the moment?
3: Um, I think it's very valuable. I think you get um, girls girls dropping out because, I mean, they don't they don't necessarily want to move that step up to the thirteens. Um, they got to wait that year, haven't they? Mm. So I don't know. I think it's very valuable. It just gives that extra step, and it also gives new, new starters a year or two to get into it. You know, so they're not going into under thirteens, you know, fully blind. They sort of.
0: I think we also we also saw a lot of girls who were years five and six who were losing interest, not showing up. We did have a lot of girls who didn't come to under elevens mixed, but would come every week to under eleven girls. So, I think you played all the way through, Alicia. Do you think girls, I guess, when you were coming through the seconds, would, would leave mixed at under eleven? but you could play under-12s? Was that, was that the case then?
1: Um, think, I think under-11s, boys and girls got split, and then just sort of you go into under-13s or under-12s it would be now, I guess.
0: I think, because I read somewhere that some, some people believe that girls should carry on playing in mixed rugby at under-12s and not split. What would you, were you happy leaving the mixed-age group? Would you have rather done a, a, a double year, so playing under 13 girls and under 12 boys? Would you? What would you rather have done?
1: Um, I was a bit sad to be fair. I played, with, I mean, I was the only girl I played with all the boys since under five. I was playing with my brother, so I was a bit sad to leave him. But yeah, if, if there was a way that you could do both at the same time, because you could stay with the people you played with for ages and then also make new friends with the girls, I think that would be, that would be a lot better.
0: So I think I think you can play under twelve. But it's some sort of special sign off. So, um, but then looking up towards the women's team there in Georgia, you must get a lot of under eighteen girls coming up, I guess, into you.
2: We hope. <laughs> do you get? That's my
0: question. Actually, do you get very many? I mean, there's a. We've got, so, as Dave knows, we've got so many good under under eighteen girls floating around. Or do you, they almost go off to university and then you don't see them?
2: Yeah, it's a bit frustrating actually. So we've had a like a couple that will come to pre-season and then we'll be like oh great like you're (laughs) and I always think girls that have played like age group rugby or especially played when they were younger with boys like like you stumpy like all the way through from when they're younger they're just so good like leaps and bounds above anyone else um like the understanding and everything and it's a bit sad when you just sort of like lose them to usually quite far away. There was a girl this year went to Birmingham and we were like, for God's sake, ridiculous. Um so we try and like track them back like for weekends. We're like, maybe you should visit your mum and dad and then like drag them (laughs) along. Um but yeah it is a bit annoying. We we like try and we'll like get down to training a bit early if I can like and sort of like make make my face known a bit with the girls. Um I don't know how well that works. Maybe it might scare them (laughs) off. But um, I think it's so important to keep linking, even if they then go on, off to uni like I did and then come back. That would be great, even if it's a three-year delay. But
0: Do you think, Georgia, that they're... Because I think you can play up from 17, I think. I think you yeah, play, you have to get
2: signed off, though, don't you? Signed
0: off by the DOR, don't you? I think it's mark. would have to sign off. Do you think the girls are capable of, of playing up or is it case by case, do you think?
2: Um, yeah, I think I think so. It's a different game, especially sort of the level we're playing. It can be... I don't know. It's like, sometimes when they're small, I'm like, I worry because there are some big, some beefy women out there. Go for um, the leg. Pardon?
1: Go for the leg. Yeah, I know, but I just <laughs> panic.
2: I see these like children running around, I'm like, oh, God. Um, but I think if they've played a fair bit, then it's usually fine. And they're, like, super fast when they are young. <laughs> so,
0: Shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't be allowed. Yeah,
2: No. <laughs> Me with my old legs, I'm like chasing behind them.
0: <laughs> um, so moving on to the sort of the wider world of girls and women's rugby, then, and there's, and we we all love the love the game, whether we're as parents or coaches or players or whatever it might be. If you could change one thing about the girls and women's rugby, and it could be anything from we mentioned TV through to you know age group, whatever. What would it be? I'm going to start with you, Dave. If you, had, if you had a magic ticket to play, what would you change in girls and girls and women's rugby?
3: I think it would just be like blanket equality through the whole thing. Just have it have it the same. You know, no trudging two miles to a duck pond to play. <laughs> <laughs> they, they will play on the first team pitch like everyone else because their rugby players get the TV coverage the same as the men's, get the pay. You know, it just needs to, just needs to be equal, doesn't it, really?
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, I think. I think yeah, we all agree on that one, Dave. It's. it's I, I, I'd love to see him on TV. So, Lisa, what would you? What's your magic ticket going to be played
1: on? Uh, I've already said it a little bit, but it would be to have more recognition of it in schools. You know, like I was lucky enough to have the rugby club right next to the school. But if I didn't, I would have never got into rugby because it's not so seen in schools. But if it's there, then you're going to have the flow through of girls picking up for enjoying it and it's just going to grow
0: even faster yeah I think, I think Dave mentioned the all, the all schools programme which we've been very lucky with and we've picked up a lot of players Andy Stevens who a lot of you know goes around the schools on behalf of both the rugby club and the RFU and he literally we say hey, we want more girls in years five and six and he'll go and coach rugby in years five and six so in our area he's been out to Priestland so in and we've got numerous players from Priestlands, Burgate Got some players from Burger, it all comes to the rugby club on a Wednesday. Priestence were actually running a minibus from Priestence to Eddingham on a on a that's on a so Wednesday. good. Yeah on a Wednesday yeah, night
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and all because of Andy really because he and other work he did with the RFU and often we have an input we might say I don't know we don't have many in under 15s and he'll go he'll go and could
2: do. you go around some offices and get some more
1: for <laughs> <Exactly>. some <laughs> yeah, that,
0: an all offices programme Yeah. that's what we, that's what we want. Um, so Georgia what was your golden ticket
2: going to go on to improve oh god i guess these two have summed it up really well like starting from school if all kids started early like at primary school even that would be great um like paying all the women in the prem size would be nice um i think i have a couple of friends that uh play in the prem and they're like working nine to five jobs and then heading off to training and they have to fit all their gym and training and all sorts, and travelling around that. Um, if they had a bit more... T- and they're, like, quality, quality players, but if they had, a, like, more time just to train and, like, recover, how good would they be? Like, you can't... Like, we just need to, like, pump some money at them. <laughs>
0: That's right. I think, yeah, but, and I agree. I think if, if you get it on TV, more money will come in from TV, and then that that will get more sponsors, it will get more money into the game. So I think it's that getting it on TV, even if it's at a low level. We watch the Netball Super League on Sky, and and that's on Channel 400 and whatever, but it's still on the TV and it's accessible and Vitality is sponsoring it. and it, So that's a bit like Dave's comment on the, on the football. There's a lot to be learned in women's rugby from other women's sport. I think maybe the football and the netball were two, two good examples. Um, moving back to international rugby, obviously, sadly, the Women's um, World Cup was postponed. And um, we obviously it's now 2022. Who, we'll start with Dave here. I'll give him five seconds to think of an answer. Who do you think's going to win? I know you're going to say England. If England don't win the, the Women's World Cup in 2022, who do you think will?
3: Oh, well, it's either going to be New Zealand or France, isn't it? In my eyes. So I'm going to say New Zealand. Yeah,
0: okay. So, I'm going to change it around slightly for you, Lisa. So, let's say England did win it, okay? Sure. What will that do for women and girls rugby in this country? If, if Sarah Hunter holds the trophy aloft in, whatever, it's 18 months' time now, what do you think that will do for girls and women's rugby?
1: Well, you, you'd want to say that it would just score even more, you know? After the men's World Cup, everyone it's, it's all everyone talked about for weeks. And I'd like to say the same will happen. If it's all on TV, you know, if, if people don't know it's happening, it's
0: not going to be able to go anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope, I hope. So what do you think will happen, Georgia? Do you think, as I said, when when Poppy comes to the rugby club in 18 months' time and shows off the trophy to us all, do you think there'll be the usual crowd of big girls and women's rugby supporters? Or do you think it'll be, it'll be 10,000 people and we'll be taking, you know, we'll be stopping everyone at the gate?
2: 10,000 people see Poppy Cleo. She'd love that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I Yeah, like when Wimbledon happens, like every year I was reading something about it, like the, the amount of people going to play tennis, like skyrockets. I just think the same would happen. People would see it. Sometimes I wa- you know, when you watch the Olympics and there's like curling and I'm there like Googling, like <laughs> where can I go and do curling? <laughs> like I think it would just be the same. It's Kent, by the way.
0: brilliant um i mean we keep we keep mentioning the same teams england france new zealand how do you think we can get teams like scotland and wales better because it's great if it's on tv but it's not great if england are winning 100 nil alicia how do you think we can improve those you know countries that are currently struggling like you know like like Wales have lost every game they've lost in the women's Six Nations how can yeah. we improve rugby in those in, in those areas
1: um well I think if you have a look at England the Premiership at the moment is where all, all all the players are coming from obviously and I like at Gloucester there's a lot of Welsh people there because there aren't like the clubs in Wales they're not that they're not that great. There isn't, like, a league going, same probably in Ireland and Scotland. Like, you have to look elsewhere. And until there's a league going, I don't know how the other countries are going to compete with England, France and New Zealand.
0: Because, it, does it go back, George, do you think? Do you think it goes back to the money point? If there's more money, not, you know, what, we, what, what you don't want is England New Zealand and whoever to get stronger and then stay at the same level. Do you, would you like to see, you know, funding from the Women's World Cup go to all the all countries
2: equally. I hadn't even considered that, but yeah, pro- like that would probably be beneficial. I know a couple of the Scottish girls went over and played in France for a bit because they got they were getting paid and they were like the best players there. And I think like, I don't know what's happening in Wales, like where they're putting the, their money from the men's team. I think maybe siphon a bit off the men's and giving it, <laughs> give it to the women. And just like we need to, like you need to give people a platform and a bit of a leg up and the opportunity to like, train like properly and like train with a purpose of like actually competing and the only way to do that is to give them a bit more cash money
0: <laughs> it's all about <laughs> the money um with any to are hosting an inner warrior event on the 16th of may which is all about getting girls and women start playing rugby or come back to rugby okay it could be you know could be they've played at university and have moved back home. I'm going to ask all three of you now to, a question. So you're you you're, you're gonna do do the sales pitch as to why we should do why people should come to the inner world. So I'll start with you, Georgia. If you were if you were gonna try trying to explain to someone why they should come and play for come to the inner world event and then end up playing in your team, what why would you encourage people to come along if they're university returners or they stop playing rugby and want to start again, why, would, why should they come to the Inner Warrior and then join your team?
2: Um, I think an Inner Warrior event is the perfect opportunity for there to be no pressure, see if you like it, um, like meet some other people that are sort of in the same boat as you. I think over lockdown, everybody's sort of, um, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Like we've just been in our own houses and we've been like dreaming of all these things we can do. Um, and people have probably been like, oh, I remember when I used to get out and about with all my mates, like it's just a ready-made event for that and um obviously you should join any Ringwood because it's just all, all your mates in one place <laughs> and the best rugby community I, I have ever and will ever be a part of um, well, and cool. also I, I like I also think rugby is like a sport for everyone no matter if you're big or small or like really muscly or really athletic or not really like we'll take anyone we'll have you as long as you want to be there it's the yeah. place for you
0: I think that's great I think that, you know because I think the event is, isn't just a it's a rugby event and it's about joining the I mean, rugby, but it's also fitness you can know, come and just work on your fitness and you might fancy playing next season if you're not ready this season Alicia if you were talking to a I don't know a girl in year nine who's 14 and they don't play it at their school but they fancy giving it a go what would you say to that 14-year-old Even your 14-year-old self, if you didn't play rugby, what, what advice would you say? Come to the inner warrior because?
1: Because what are you going to lose? Like, you don't know if you're going to like it if you don't go. And you could make some lifelong friends out of it, you know? Yeah, there's the whole hoo-ha about I've got exams, blah, blah, blah. But I did it. Like, loads of people did it. And it takes all your stress away. Do you know what I mean? Go pass the ball around with your mates and you'll feel great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole friendship point I think is completely true. You know, you know my daughter's going through exams at the moment, and, she, and she's playing netball tomorrow night, and that hour and a half, she's not worried about her exams. So I think it's, it's as important to carry on playing sport, rugby, whatever, as it is to, um, to stop for your exams. So, Dave, we get some nervous parents saying, I don't want my daughter playing rugby, she's going to get hurt. You're a parent, first and foremost, as well as a, a coach. What would you say to that? Maybe not 14, maybe there's like younger girls who's thinking, I want to give it a go, but my parents won't, you know, aren't aren't keen, I'm going to come home with a broken nose and <laughs> whatever else.
3: Well, I mean, rug- rugby's always it's always played in a safe environment. So I'm not I never go to rugby with my daughter and think she's gonna come back hurt. All I'm focusing on is she's gonna to go to rugby, meet her mates, have a great time and come home, you know happy and she's had a fulfilling day. I just, yeah, I just don't think that should be at the forefront of anyone's mind. It's very few and far between actually anyone gets hurt when you're playing, you know?
0: I think it is there are a lot of scare stories, especially in the press about you can't do contact at school and all this sort of stuff because it, it's not good for you. But I think if it's done safely, Dave, and done in the right way, I think I completely agree. I'll add to that Dave, we you know we have it's about a hundred girls now in the girls section at in Ringwood from up for who are from year five all the way through to under 18s you know and there's and they're there for a laugh you know and that's how that's the ethos it's about meeting your mates having a laugh and I think if they can then up, end up playing for George's team that's that's even better really so it's uh that'll be great. Um okay I've got a few questions for you that we've got a we've got a little quick fire round and then I've got some questions that have been emailed in emailed in so I'll do the quick fire round first. So I'll start with you, Alicia. Okay. Best women's player in the world and why?
1: Um, Portia Woodman, in New Zealand. Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, the name says it all, you know? Great choice. Feels unreal. Yeah.
0: What makes her so good? If you, was, you, know, if you were talking to you know, Dave's daughter or my daughter, what makes her so good? I mean, you've obviously got an eye for it at the level you do. What makes her so good?
1: I can't Um Consistency, I guess. Uh, I think she played sevens as well, as 15s. Um, so that's definitely going to help. Like, It's just powerhouse, really. So I don't, don't... want to tackle her. <laughs> I'd run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so um, Dave, I'm going to ask you the same question, because I think... Georgia was
3: going to say the same player, so I'm going to ask you, Dave, the same the same question. Um, I'm going to go obvious and total butt kiss, but I think I think Poppy's brilliant at the moment. Poppy Cleo. she just she comes on, she came on last game, well with Briny and uh, they just dominated. They came on and just changed, seemed to change the tide of the game, amongst others. But Poppy, she performs week in week out, scoring tries as a number eight. She scores a lot of tries. It's very good.
0: No, that's good. Because I th- I think I think you've played against Poppy. How, how was that experience?
1: Yeah, not one that I like to repeat. She completely flattened me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so I'm going to ask you then, Georgia, the same the same question. Um actually no, i will ask you another one actually, Georgia. Who's the best player you've played with?
2: Um at uni I played with like a few people that have now gone on to some big things. So there's Kate Older who plays at Wasps uh, at 13, I think. She's like the hardest worker I've ever met. Um, and she's just like a great all-rounder. Another girl, Clara Nielsen, another like great... She's always in control, always like a cool head on the pitch. But Bryony is pretty good, isn't she? Um, I've never met anyone that... She knows the game inside out. Like the knowledge is like incomparable and just... The skill she can yeah, like, she's unreal, yeah. She is good. Also, she'd be annoyed if I didn't say her, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Elisa, I'm gonna ask you the same the same question. Who's the best player you've played with? Um Mohan. Yeah, she's
1: uh she's also played sevens, fifteen skill sets, unreal, yeah, like unreal person.
0: Just on that point then, actually, this isn't a quick fire question, but You've mentioned sevens and fifteens, Elisa, in a couple of your answers. Do you think it's really important now for all girls, all, all rugby players actually, to play if they want to play at the league to play sevens and fifteens?
1: I think if you get the opportunity, go for it. You only need to look at this season. There's been a lot of um, England sevens girls come back into the Prem and the you know, the stuff they've done for their teams, it it doesn't go amiss. And it's clearly come from you know, their, their fitness, their skill set has to be at the top level. And yeah, I think if, if you get the opportunity, go for it, because so why not? Yeah, no,
0: that's, that's good. That's, 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 that's a good answer. Dave, one for you. If you can give one coaching tip with all your years of coaching experience, <laughs> what tip would that be?
3: Uh, just embrace sport as a whole and play as many different sports as you can try out loads of things, put yourself out of your comfort zone just go for it, really. Just, yeah, get yourself out there. Good
0: stuff. Okay. Um, Georgia, one question for you. Why did you start playing rugby?
2: Um, someone came into my school, actually, uh, and did, like, a taster session. And before that, I'd done sort of everything. I played football for a few years. I was primarily a swimmer, but I just, and a runner, like a long-distance runner. Um, but I just just loved loved it any excuse to play any sport I was there um so I went along to that and the guy said uh like come along to Hampshire trials so I went and then a mum was like ring would have a team um and it was the closest one around and I went and it's just i have like there's no other sport I've ever played with such a family feel and I like turn up every week and still the guys like Steve Benson at the club like, I've known them since I was 15. The girls I played with in that year are now still my friends, still play for Ringwood. Um, I just think it's like the best game, and I've just completely fallen in love with it.
0: Oh, that's, that's good. Right. So we're now going to move on to some questions that we've had sent in. Um, and um, it's the first question is actually, is actually going to go with you, Alicia. Okay. This came in from one of the girls in the girls section. I want to play at elite rugby. What pathway should I follow?
1: So I went from Ringwood to Hampshire County, then the regionals. Um, and then from there on, you get picked up by England under-18s, under-20s. Um, and at the same point, I went to Hartford College which run a pro, like program called The Ace Programme, which is also done with Bristol, Loughborough and Brockenhurst. And that definitely changed my life. Like, I don't know where it'd be if I didn't do that. Um, you know, the experience you get, the coaching's outstanding. And if you're like me, like many other people, you'll probably end up staying there for quite a while. <laughs>
0: Would you, for for girls that are local including food and Dave's daughter and my daughters, would you recommend the Ace Academy at Brockness then? Would you recommend them if they're looking somewhere yeah, to go? Yeah, I would, yeah. Definitely.
1: If you want to go somewhere that's local, play rugby every day,
0: yeah, they definitely do it. That's, that's great. Okay, you've been very popular, Georgia, in the emailed-in questions, yeah. I have to say. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with this one. This is from... A good friend of yours, Brani Cleal. Okay. Yeah. So question one, two. <laughs> I think or I've three.
2: heard of her. <laughs> uh, question one will go in order.
0: We hear you take sevens very seriously. Talk us through your debut for Poppy's Princesses and who led the warm ups.
2: Um, sevens isn't a game I'd choose to play all the time. Uh, I I like the. I like that it's often at a festival and that's why I like Sevens. Um, for Poppy's Princesses, it was a birthday thing for Brian and Poppy. Uh, and our warm-ups were, were led by a cheerleader. So if you can imagine Poppy and Bryony Cleal cheerleading, then you're welcome. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun.
0: Oh, that's good. Um, well, we've got one more for you, um, Alicia. Um, what's the biggest sacrifice to get to the level you've
1: got I you sacrifice probably be free time you know like even if it's just when you're at school you go to training friends mash do something your weekends are sort of gone with games whether that's on the training Saturday playing on Sunday you just got to do it if you want to be good at it and enjoy it that way no that's good I
0: think that's I mean that's that's a lot of sport isn't it I think so, you know Elite, well, elite sport, you've got to give up time. So that's a, really, that's a really good answer. Right, back to you, George. Question two. Yeah. Your after-match speeches are legendary, especially the mid-sentence, mid-sentence clapping. What's your advice to taking on that responsibility as captain and why do you clap?
2: My advice is find someone else to do your speeches for you. <laughs> <laughs> I am horrendous. I don't know what it is. I, I, I have to write a list in my phone. And then I don't look at my phone. I just end up like clapping and I pull my sleeves and I do my hair all the time. And people will look at me and all the girls from our team will be like clapping and doing their hair. And then like now I'm doing it now. Oh, I just I can't handle the pressure. It's not for me. <laughs>
0: that's um that's great. So um, let's go. It's one more for you, George. You've got so many. You're so popular. OK. Oh. We hear you've played in the Women's Premiership for Bristol and made your debut for Saracen's Women Away in France. Well done, you. What was it like?
2: <laughs> it was really fast and I felt really small. I think I was <laughs> like probably literally half the weight of some of the girls on there. And I'm, I've got like pretty weedy chicken legs. And one of the girls from Saris lifted me on her own and I was ter- like, she, I flew. Um, it was just so fast. I got eight minutes for Saris in France, and it's the proudest and most terrified I've ever been all at once.
0: <laughs> Fantastic! Right, this is one for you, Alicia, and it's come in. Um, what are trials like? You I think you've, you know? We, I think the girls and Dave will know this. The under fifteen girls, it's their they're going to county trials. Is it this year, this season, Dave? For your
3: yeah. Okay. yeah, I think it's I think it's January somewhere around there.
0: And I, and I know some people, Maryland people, don't like that pressure of a trial. What advice would you give to any of the Ellingham Ringwood girls going into under-15's trials for the county?
1: I just think you've got to take it as what it is. You know, everybody hates trial. You ask anyone and say, yeah, I don't want to do it. But one thing that's always stuck with me, my dad said to me, if you're not nervous, that means you don't care about it. So just be nervous and just try your best and be yourself. And... You know, if it
0: doesn't work out, you, you're only going to try again. Uh, that's, good. that's great advice. I think, you know, you know, we've seen girls get nervous, even in matches, let alone in trials. But you might take that, take those nerves and, uh, and sort of put it towards the, um, put it to a positive. So um, we have one final question for the evening, and that's from a player we mentioned. This is from Poppy Cleal for you, Georgia. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> um, and it's something about your first anyone Ringwood rugby tour to a caravan park. That's all she really sort of hinted at. Is, it, is it there was, any stories you can share
2: that are... I don't know how many stories I can share. <laughs> I remember 30. what I think <laughs> happened, but I don't know if this is true. There was another girls' club there. Women's, probably. The 18-year-olds, obviously. Um, got drunk and ac- accidentally egged their own caravan. Um, but I, d- I don't know how true that is. They thought Apparently they thought it was someone else's. Um, but, yeah, I just remember... I had to drink cider and milk, and it was awful, like curdled in my mouth. But did it not bad enough to make me stop playing rugby?
0: That's (laughs) That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's brilliant. So, so our time is up. So that's um. So it's the end of our girls and women's women's rugby special, which is great. So I want to thank our guests first of all. So thank you, Georgia, for coming along.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Alicia. Thank you. And thank you to Dave. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Okay, well, um, the Rugby Club's now reopening, which is great to see. So we've now got the kids back training, the juniors, the girls, the women, the seniors. And there's matches in the diary. I know we can't have spectators yet, but when we are allowed, it'd be great to see everyone at the Rugby Club. Um, The next next podcast is in about two weeks. It's a a coaching special. We also want to push the Sponsor Stumpy campaign. So if you want (laughs) to sponsor Stumpy... Just, uh, just get in touch. It would be great to uh, great to have you supporting a, a player that we're all very proud of in the girls' section. So um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you all soon.